I don't know where you came from. I don't know your name. But I have seen you do the impossible. What exactly did you hit? A man. A big, bad man. How do I fight a guy that's made of steel? You'd have to hit him at approximately Mach 1.1. You create a sonic boom, which, as I've said before, would be... Listening to Flashing Arrow, Cinema Geekly's Flash Slash Arrow podcast, where Glenn and I talk about the uh, the DC double shot on the CW network. And this week it's a legit double shot, Glenn, because uh, much like the Gotham podcast, we missed out on uh, on Flash and Arrow. And the roles are reversed this time, as you have not seen <laughs> all of the content that we are discussing this week either. Uh, what 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 is it that you missed? I missed uh, the last episode of The Flash. Okay, and you missed the ending of the last episode. Of <laughs> I missed about the last ten minutes of Arrow because okay. my DVR decided that it wasn't important enough to record for whatever reason. Um, and because I'm doing the rundown this week, and my memory is really poor, instead of trying to do it from half using Wikipedia as a guide to try to remember what happened in the show, and then kind of going from there, I'm just going to straight read from Wikipedia this week uh, because I do not. <laughs> Uh, my memory is, in fact, not that fantastic. Um, it's a little bit better in relation to the last episode of Flash, uh, which is still a little fresh in my mind. Uh, but, yeah, we've got three episodes to talk about. It would have been four, but Arrow took uh, a break for some reason last week, or this week, I should say. Um, so there was only the episode of The Flash. So we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to kick things off with The Flash Season 1, Episode 6. The Flash is born, and by the way, Glenn, uh, we joked about this before, that uh, I, I thought, you know, The Flash was already born several episodes ago, uh, but apparently, I, and I was unaware of this, nobody was calling him The Flash, he was still apparently in the show considered to be just The Streak. Uh, so yeah, I, I had assumed that they, the name The Flash had already been brought up once, or something, <laughs> but I, I guess not. Well, uh, it had been because... I think like Arrow had said he you could help him in a flash. In a flash, right? And yeah, and even he's like a good friend of mine said some, you know, I, I, I like that name and I'm going to keep it or something. Yeah. Um and so then he keeps getting called the street. Yeah. Um which is by far a, a worse name cuz you just totally get confused with the streaker. Yeah. <laughs> so and that's a that's a the completely different superhero mm-hmm. series. Um all right, so here we go. Uh, Iris is visited by the streak who again pleads with her to stop writing about him. But before he can finish, Barry speeds off to stop a car thief. Barry confronts the thief, but when he hits him, the thief's skin turns to steel and Barry breaks his hand. Barry runs back to the lab before he can be hurt further. The thief is identified as Tony Woodward, who as chance happens was Barry's childhood bully. Uh, who, uh, boy, it's amazing how these people end up with superpowers at the same time you end up with superpowers. <laughs> Comics are weird that way, Glenn. Uh, Barry and the team discover Tony's hideout. 
Barry rushes in without a plan to defeat him. Tony gets the upper hand again, and Barry is beaten up and left for dead. Back at the lab, Cisco determines that if Barry can hit Tony at over 800 miles an hour, and at the proper angle, he'll be able to create enough force to compromise his metal, uh, Tony Woodward's metal structure. Tony kidnaps Iris and then demands that she write about him. Uh, this this part is something I do remember. Obviously, he I think Tony Woodward had a thing for Iris. Yeah, apparently. And uh, is like, why are you friends with that nerd? And you should write about me instead. Look at me, I'm awesome. Um, obviously, he went about it the wrong way, you know, by kidnapping her and everything. Uh, Barry arrives and successfully hits the speed necessary to temporarily... Uh, temporarily disable Tony's abilities. Afterward, Tony is locked away in Star Labs. Iris renames her hero The Flash on her blog. Meanwhile, Joe West is visited by the metahuman uh, who killed Barry's mother, and he steals uh, all of Joe's case files and then leaves a threatening message on the wall uh, to Joe to drop his investigation. Um, so Glenn, this is the one you said you, uh, didn't have very many positive feelings about. Why don't you, uh, tell me a little bit about the flash is born from your perspective. I think it's just the show in general. I, don't, I think really. Okay. I, I don't like these last couple, like not so much this one, but the one before that, I, it took me four times to watch it because mm-hmm. I was just like, I really don't care what happens. I don't know. I mean, like I, I, just, I, I mean, are you I, I talking really... about? Are you talking about? You had a hard time watching Plastique all the way through. Yes. Well, see, but at the end though, it ended with Gorilla Grodd. It did end with Gorilla. Grodd. So, which was a plus? No, I just, uh, I don't know. I mean, it... I just thought the whole kid, you know, bully thing was just oh, yeah, incredibly absolutely. stupid, and it seems like it's happening a lot in these shows. Just things that are incredibly dumb and i understand like they're mm-hmm. trying to be more comic booky and you can be more comic booky without being like incredibly cliched yeah uh and i it's not that i don't like the barry allen i think he's i mean i think the guy who plays him is fine um i just there's just so many things that, like look iris's and and barry's relationship like i just it doesn't seem real to me. Like I understand <laughs> yeah, you can be in the friend zone and that kind of stuff. But if you're in the friend zone, there's also this acknowledgement of her knowing that you have these feelings for her. Right. right. With the, with this, it's incredibly oblivious and they're not following the rules that were set by when Harry met Sally. Like, you know, sex is always going to be an issue. Um, and I just, I don't know. It just bothers me. I, I mean, I did like the ending with the, with the you know the visit from from Flash, uh, the Reverse Flash, so yep, um, that was nice to see. It was just they really are trying to drive the point home that it, it you know it's Harrison Wales who's doing this, and I I really feel like they're gonna they they will flip it around to where it's not him because it's just getting to be way too obvious that yeah, it's like him. over the top obvious, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. the The bully thing was. I, I don't know. I, I and when you said he killed him, like a, a just a one shell fell on the guy with a couple of you know nuts and bolts on it. Like, did you really <laughs> think he was dead? Like, come on. I understand um, that they established the fact that you're pretty stupid, but Jesus. <laughs> the um, yeah, I uh, I you know I don't know the uh. It, it felt like pretty much a filler episode. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be the end of we'd see Tony Woodward again, but it, 
um, in the next episode. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was cool that they did the, you know, the Cisco did all the sciencey stuff, right? Where he's yeah, like, the, and the, in and order was... to, just in order to punch him, you've got to travel at 800 miles an hour and hit him from the right angle. Yeah. And things like that. I mean, I, I like that sort of thing. That was that was neat. That was fun. But the whole idea of the, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, there's comic booky. I mean, there's like Sam Raimi levels of comic booky sometimes. Like those Spider-Man movies were really comic booky at times and to their detriment, I think. Yes. Like a little. I mean, Aaron would say there's no such thing. But uh, it, for me, for me, there is. For me, there's like a tipping point where you go a little too far to where I'm like, OK, this isn't exactly my thing anymore this wasn't quite to that level but it was just one of those things you sort of roll your eyes at and you're like wow this feels like a filler episode (laughs) um and you know it really kind of was the i mean the biggest thing was um joe west being you know uh, having all of this shit stolen by the reverse flash or whatever was the you know the highlight of the episode and was really the only thing that advanced things further but that was like at the very end of the episode uh, so yeah, I mean, pretty much everything that kind of came before it was not of much use. Uh, and it was just, there it was just a, the villain of the week type thing, but it didn't have any of the charm that some of the episodes had. I mean, plastique didn't, the, the episode before this one, uh, with the bomb girl, she, that episode didn't have as much charm either. Like going, going rogue, the one where they had Felicity smoke was the, the last episode I really, really enjoyed. And it's, so it's. They're they're on a bit of a cold streak right now, uh, I, at least at least I think. What what would you give this one rating wise, Glenn? Uh, like a like a uh, like a two and a half. Ouch. Yeah, I just uh, look. I didn't hate it as much as Maltese. I still Porto think Maltese. that was just that was just a garbage episode. It's be the bane of your life until it, the end of time. This is one of the worst things I've ever had to watch recently. If you uh, if you end up dying unexpectedly. I expect to I expect to find you with a note clutched in your hand that just says Corto Maltese on it. <laughs> Curse you, Corto Maltese. <laughs> it's on your grave. It's on your tombstone and everything. Uh, and I knock over a snow globe saying it like you know, like Citizen Kane. <laughs> Glenn, it'd be like Glenn Bove, beloved son, all this other stuff. And then underneath it would be like hated Corto Maltese. <laughs> uh that's awesome to me. Um yeah, I I'm I'm not quite that ready to give that episode uh, like for me it's a three but it's like a week three like i i feel like anything else and i could have definitely broken in, into a below a three but um you know it's like I, I still like grant gustin i uh joe west is great for what little they give him obviously and um you know so it, it was just there it was a filler episode but boy they were pretty close uh to tipping me over the edge um and uh, and giving it a lower score, but I don't know that that'll come in next with uh, Arrow season three episode seven called "Draw Back Your Bows." Hello, lovers. I'm gonna find you. That's the idea. Never going to happen. One night with me, that'll all change.
Yeah, this was the Cupid episode, right? This will be interesting for me, Gwen, because I'm going to read through this, and eventually there's going to be a point where everything <laughs> I read is brand new to me, because I did not finish this episode. Um, so here we go. Oliver begins investigating a new killer in town who murdered Isaac Stanzler uh, with a killer using a bow and arrow. Um, Isaac Stanzler, I believe, was the uh, the guy from the previous Guilty episode, right? Yeah, was, the one uh, that was trained Wild by Cat's Wildcat. Partner. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, they left his and it left his body dressed up as the Arrow. Following a lead, Oliver learns that the copycat vigilante is a former cop named Carrie Cutter, who is in the comics and in this show, who goes by the name of Cupid, and she's obsessed with Arrow. Uh, Carrie uses her former CI to track down Oliver's hideout. Oliver lures Carrie away, and when Oliver rejects her romantic advancement, Carrie tries to kill the both of them. Oliver stops her, which reinforces Carrie's delusion that he is in love with her. Subsequently, Oliver gives her to Argus as a new member of the Suicide Squad in the hopes that being on a team will help provide her guidance with a bunch of maniacal criminals i guess i don't i don't know what his train of thought here is uh meanwhile ray reveals his next plan to help save the city is rebranding queen consolidated into palmer technologies oliver struggles with how much time felicity is spending with ray the situation is made worse when he walks in on them kissing ray is later shown working on a personal exosuit design in flashbacks to hong kong oliver and Maceo's wife go off to find her husband when he goes missing. Boy, those flashbacks just don't seem to be getting any better. Um, so here's the thing with me, and it may not... So I didn't, I didn't know about the kissing part, and I hadn't seen her getting taken captive by and, and turned into Argus for Suicide Squad. Right. All of that so, is new to me. Which, to me, I, I'm further hating Oliver here, because I think he just made Suicide Squad worse by adding this woman to it. Yes! I, I, look, I... What I've seen, I really did like this episode. What I had watched of it, I thought she was just you know crazier than a bag of kittens, and yeah, I, uh, uh, it just kind of made it a little fun. I I, uh, I I hated this episode so much. I <laughs> I think what happened for me is that I just reached. Um, I think what happened here was that things were hectic around the house. Um, <laughs> holidays were rapidly approaching. Right, this aired on November nineteenth, so we were. Uh, we were getting close. We we're putting in preparations for Thanksgiving, and we got to do stuff for Christmas. And we've got my birthday's in December, like ten days before Christmas. My dad's birthday's right around the same time, and we do this big family get-together meal thingy um, that's unrelated to Christmas. Plus, you know, so we had all of this holiday stuff going around. So things were hectic, and I was watching this show, and I think it just this episode just broke it for me, Glenn. I was sitting there watching this, and I'm like, this is like the I think this is maybe like the 50th episode, 50 or th- like, I think it's like the 53rd episode of Arrow altogether. And out of the 53 shows, I think this is now the 49th villain who shoots arrows. And it just drove me nuts. I'm like, I'm so sick of villains that have the same thing as the, like the good guy. It's like if all Batman faced were people who have utility belts and were expert fighters, um, which he does do a lot of. He does do, he does do a lot of that. But his main villains are not like that at all. Um, it seems like the only people who hate Arrow also happen to be masters of archery. And it really drove me nuts in this episode. I To the point where I just stopped paying attention altogether. 
Didn't it end with them finding a bank a boomerang? I thought that you said that happened in one of the episodes. Um, this did. This did happen, and it's not even listed here. Um, there is definitely a scene. I'm positive where um, there's a. I, I don't even remember who it was. Like the, but he does get killed with a dude with a boomerang. And uh, he even has some sort of cheesy line about, like, what's so great about boomerangs is that they always come back or something. And it comes back and nails this guy, like, right in the spine or whatever and kills him. Um, And it's not even mentioned here, but I am relatively positive that happened. (laughs) Uh, I mean, maybe it was a fever dream. Maybe I was just losing it and I was just so mad at this episode. It's like, I'll take any villain. And then my mind comes up with fucking Captain Boomerang. Um which is, is that his name? Is it Captain Boomerang? Yeah, it's Captain Boomerang. Yeah, I mean, maybe just in my my brain fever was just like, I'll take any villain that doesn't just shoot arrows. Give me anyone. Um, maybe he showed up in the Flash, because he is a Flash villain, so. Um, I'm almost positive it was not in the Flash, because I, I did pay close attention to this week's episode of the Flash. I'm almost positive it was in Arrow. Uh, but I, like I said, I was paying so little attention to that episode near the end. Like, I just, I have this bad feeling now that if I see another villain who shoots arrows, I'm going to tune out or something. Because, I don't know, I, I have no idea why, but it really drove, it really drove me crazy that this was like another villain who shoots arrows. Uh, maybe it was because she kept calling herself Cupid, and I, I don't know, the whole thing just, I, yeah, I, so I, apologies to, to the people who wrote this episode and the people who, who performed in it. I have no idea if your performances were good or bad. My brain just snapped. And I was just like, not another villain with arrows. Fuck this show. And I just started focusing on other things. So um, based off of my experience with this show, I'm giving it a two, Glenn. Oh, damn. <laughs> but that, unfortunately, and while this is not the horribly flawed podcast, I'm using a horribly flawed reason for my score, which is, I, I I just couldn't deal with this show this week. And uh, that's probably a terror. I'm sure maybe if I go back in a week or two's time and rewatch the episode, I'll be like, oh, no, this show is nowhere near as bad uh, as it was in my mind. But uh, that's not how we do things here, Glenn. We're, uh, um, we're incredibly decisive as well, even though this isn't that podcast. Uh, but I'm sticking to my guns. It's residual from the uh, the Batman podcast that we did. Uh, so I'm sticking to my guns on this, but you tell me, man. Tell me where I went wrong on this episode. Uh, no, I mean, like, look, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you the fact that there seems to be an abundance of fucking archers that kill people. Um, it, it it was, I, I, it was the first thing I was like, of course it's someone with goddamn arrows. Uh, but I mean, I liked her. I thought she just, she kind of, she was very different than anything we had seen on the show. Right. Uh, it, was just, it was just, it is annoying that they do have to have arrows everywhere and how I mean, he, I get it. At he least all of a sudden her. knew to, to bash the arrowhead in, uh, because it was hollow that it would have a note there. And, <laughs> um, and, and I, I don't know. I, the Felicity and Ray thing is just, I don't know. It seems still, I don't know. I thought it was funny that he was work. I mean, I did, I did chuckle whenever he was doing the whole up the, up the bar thing. Mm-hmm. That uh, Oliver Queen does, but it—you could tell that uh, he could not. He, I mean, not, not saying he's in bad shape, but there's just no way in hell he could do as much as uh, <laughs> as Oliver Queen can do as far as r- jumping up the bars. So it was a little weird. Right. I don't know, it, uh, but it was. 
I other thing I, I have a problem with the show is like he's super rich, and you know the show I know it has a decent budget, but when they're like putting thing, oh this well this is a ten million dollar necklace, I'm like oh, that does not look like a ten million fucking dollar necklace. Um, for cl- for clarification, it is not listed in the Wikipedia article here, but because to prove that I am not insane. I went to the Wikipedia article on Captain Boomerang and went down to television uh, appearances in media and television. And it says here, the Digger Harkness version of Captain Boomerang appears in season three of Arrow, portrayed by Nick Terraby, who I think was in Spartacus. So he dies? Does he die in this episode? No, no, he was definitely alive. He was. He showed up at like the very end. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like when the arrow, like whenever the boomerang came back, he got hit in the spine with it as well. Oh no, 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 no. Okay. He, he killed somebody. Yeah. Um. So does that name, does that name mean anything to you then? The yeah, yeah, darkness? yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. What What is that exactly? Is that yeah, like that's... a different version of the character? Yeah, or... I mean, uh, it's just like you know, the Flash has you know Wally West and. Uh, ah, other, ah. So it's just it's just a different version of who he is. I got gotcha. you. Just depend. That's a kind of the problem with some of the heroes in DC is they kind of like the chain they rebooted them. So in the past when they rebooted them, they just kind of gave them a new persona. So right. there are certain names that mean certain things. Uh, so there you go, man. Captain Kangaroo is in Arrow and Captain uh... Boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Dingo ate your baby. Uh, I'm just going to do them all, Glenn. Uh, Captain Crocodile Dundee. There you go, man. Captain, now this is a knife. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Jackman. Wow, okay. I did not not expect you to pull that one out. There you go. Um, Captain Shrimp on the Barbie. I think we've run them all out now. Have we run them all out? Captain Fosters. Captain Vegemite. Now we've run through them all. There you go. Now, Now we're done. And I'm sorry. I apologize for that, people. That was that was trash. Sorry, any Aussies that listen uh, to any Aussies that may listen. Um, a score for uh, this episode of Arrow, Glenn. <laughs> I didn't get to watch all of it. Um, <laughs> well, I, I it does like, seem like you had a better impression than I did. Like a th- I mean, I, I liked it. I, I I was just able to look past the fact that it was another Archer. Um, right. I guess I, I like a three-ish, you know. A whole point above mine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, see, where you were able to look past it, I kind of, like, snapped, like, Jim Carrey and <laughs> Batman Forever, where I thought I, where he thinks he's Batman. I'm just like, everyone's an archer. They're all archers. Diggle, I bet Diggle secretly shoots arrows when we're not looking. Like everybody is a as a master arch. It, it really was. It just drove me nuts for that. And I, I think it was the combined stresses of holiday stuff coming up, and now with one of the holidays out of the way, and there's there's some time in between them. I'm feeling a little less a little less stressed. Out. But I think it was all coming to he- coming to a head combined with yet another archer villain, and I was just like, fuck this show. <laughs> completely forgetting that I have to do a podcast where it would be beneficial for me to watch the entire episode so we can then talk about it. Um, Epic fail on my part. Um, Anyway, what's the other thing we have to talk about? Um, I did score that episode, right? Yeah, you gave it a two. Right. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about The Flash Season 1, Episode 7, Power Outage. Glenn, you did not get to see this episode, I right? I have not Next Tuesday. My speed is gone. 
They run slow even for a normal person. And catch a sneak peek of the epic two-night event. Flash versus Arrow. You need to calm down. The Flash, new hit series next Tuesday at 8, 7 central. It was not a bad episode. Um, it was an improvement over over the previous week, I, I think. Um, uh, Dr. Wells returns to his secret room where it is revealed that he has begun documenting Barry's growing abilities and using his computer to look at, fut- uh, at the events of the future. Which, by the way, uh, quick aside, uh, I had no idea that he has a computer that just sees into the future. Like, when the shit did that happen? Like, I thought that he had, you know, somehow come across the the newspaper thing somehow. Like, that was some big mystery. But it turns out his computer just has the ability to see into the future somehow, I guess. Huh. Uh, maybe I missed something else there, but it seems like his computer has this power. Uh, Barry arrives at a crime scene where the victim was murdered via electrocution and charred beyond all recognition, suggesting a metahuman was involved. Uh, while investigating the victim's identity, the team identifies a power drain in the city. When Barry arrives, he is attacked by Farouk Gibran, who in the comics is Blackout, uh, a man who has the ability to siphon electrical energy. Uh, and uh, this attack on Barry actually drains him of all of his flash speed. He can no longer run very fast. Uh, and then when Wells checks on his secret computer, it reveals that there are no references to Barry or the Flash in the future. Effectively, the future has been changed uh, by Blackout. Wells believes that Barry's body just needs an electrical jump start. Uh, when Blackout arrives at the lab while the team is attempting to help Barry, the process does not appear to work. But Wells quickly realizes that Barry's problem is psychological. When Blackout catches up with the team, Dr. Wells' life is in danger. Barry overcomes his fear, connects to his speed on a cellular level, and stops Blackout. Later, Dr. Wells takes a sample of Blackout's blood to determine exactly how he was able to absorb Barry's abilities. Um, There is also a scene where uh, Wells, in order to try to stop Blackout, uh, tried to work out a deal with uh, with uh, with Tony Woodward um, or Girder, I think he's in the comic books, uh, which is a hilariously bad name. When I when I when I when I heard that it was Girder, the first thing I thought of was Bender from Futurama. Uh-huh. So uh, <laughs> it's like maybe that's why they're leaving that one out. But um, he did try to barter with him to like let him out. He he let him free if he killed uh, Blackout. Uh, but yeah, that was the episode. So Glenn, you did not get to see this, so unfortunately, it's me just talking. But um, this was a, this was an improvement from the Flash is Born. Uh, I mean, Blackout was um, he didn't feel like the the bad guy of the week. He's definitely an improvement over the school bully who's still a jerk uh, character. Like this guy when he got infused from the uh, the Star Labs explosion and the electricity. Like he found himself like unable to control. He like he want he he felt like he had to keep consuming electricity. Like he he couldn't stop, and he just all he wanted to do was stop. Um. And uh, so it, you know, on that level, at least you could uh, empathize with him a little bit. He didn't. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't exactly as good as um as uh, Betty Sansucci was in in Plastique. Like she seemed like a relatively decent person who just got stuck with a shitty metahuman uh, <laughs> ability. 
um, where this guy wasn't exactly quite on that likable level, but you could see, you know, why you could feel for him a little bit, which is a, which is a step up. Um, although, you know, this goes back to the thing you were saying before, like you feel like they're really, uh, hammering it in that Harrison Wells is in fact going to be reverse flash for sure. Uh, I mean that whole thing at the end, right? Where he takes, he takes a sample of blackouts blood. Because uh, he wants to figure out how he was able to absorb Barry's abilities, um, you you think that that is probably going to be playing into the whole fueling of speculation about Reverse Flash and everything. Um, so yeah, I, they seem like they're definitely doing that for sure. Um, do you do you think they're gonna you know do you really think they're gonna pile on in that direction? Like, is that what they're gonna? Do you think they're gonna they're swerving us here, or do you think they're just gonna you know? Everyone thought it was true, and yes, it is. I don't know. I mean, like, because Eddie Thawne, I mean, look, that's that's the dude's freaking name. Uh, right. And it kind of would make sense that, what does he do? He steals a woman away that Barry Allen loves. I mean, to me, that makes sense. Right. Uh, but it's just, I don't know if it would be him or, or an ancestor. I, I don't know. It's just, Wells is a made-up person. For the show. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised it turns out he's, you know, like the grandson of of Thawn, the cop, you know? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, So. uh, I mean, it really does feel like they're putting, pushing, I mean, and he is keeping an awful lot from people, right? Like he stays in the wheelchair, even though we know he can walk. Um, He's clearly not telling anybody that he has a computer that apparently can let him see into the future. Um, or at least give him glimpses, it, you know, into it. So clearly, there's a man with secrets who is. Uh, um, I, I really do think they're making it seem like. I, and to your point, though, I think they're doing it to the extent where they've got to do, you know, reverse flash with somebody else. Uh, but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe they. Maybe it is just as obvious as it is on its face. Doctor Who recently did this as well, where they. They had a character reveal that was pretty much what everybody guessed, but everyone thought it was so obvious that it must be uh, they must be swerving us in some way, um, especially since the creator of that show likes to do that type of twist. Um, but no, it turned out to be pretty much who uh, everybody assumed it was going to be. Uh, so they could be doing that here. It's, it's hard to tell. But um, yeah, I'm definitely, I think I gave The Flash is Born a three, and I think this was probably uh, this is so tough i wish we we should just switch over to, to even more minuscule uh uh <laughs> account so we can do like three and a quarter uh but i'm gonna i'm gonna give this one a, a like a weaker end three and a half like it was definitely better than the flash is born but it wasn't amazing or anything like that but it was definitely a step up and um you know they they are advancing things a little bit and uh, making you a little more suspicious of dr wells if you weren't already incredibly incredibly suspicious of him already uh, so yeah, man, that's the, uh, that's the wrap for this week. Uh, Arrow and Flash are now back on regular schedules. Uh, they are now both going to be on their eighth episode and Flash is having a big crossover episode. So it's going to be like, uh, a double dose of Arrow. Anyway, I don't know if the, um, I really should have paid attention to the teaser for next week's, uh, Arrow cause, <laughs> Uh, because I, I don't, the title certainly suggests that the crossover might continue on to Arrow. Um, you know what? I think it is because I think in the uh, the Flash commercials they call it a two night event. Uh, so yeah, I think they're both crossover episodes that tie into each other. 
so for Glenn Beauvais, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next week on Flashing Arrow talking Season 1, Episode 8 of The Flash called Flash vs. Arrow, and Season 3, Episode 8 of Arrow called The Brave and the Bold. Oh.